Now to episode three of our five-part series on how to survive and prosper during and after the COVID-19 crisis. Simon Littlewood joins me once again here on the Riabu podcast. Hi, Simon. Good morning, Mark. How are you today? Well, we could all be better, of course, and that's precisely why we're having this conversation. Because now that we're all on lockdown to various degrees all around the world, people are obviously at home thinking, how can I now... Uh, firstly, survive and, and prosper beyond, but also how do I restart my life? Um, because arguably, we're now in this remarkable situation that, frankly, it seems nobody has had before in, in generations preceding ours, where the world is suddenly literally ground to a halt and we're all at home able to contemplate how we shape our lives. So, all of the things that we used to do are off the table now. And we now have the opportunity to restart by putting back those things and only those things that will give us value into the future. It is actually a remarkable opportunity and probably applies not just the way that you deal with your customers, but the way that you deal with your suppliers as well. And your staff, as, as we will talk about in a future podcast. Uh, yes, I mean, we talked in our first podcast about moments of truth and it takes stress to throw up a lot of moments of truth. What do we mean by moments of truth? You mean situations whereby the way that you demonstrate that you care to suppliers, to customers, to staff, you forever change the way that you're perceived, you're perceived and your future relationship. And we want to talk about that in the context of suppliers because suppliers, your suppliers, they want to stay in business too. And they know that they're looking at a significant reduction in business. So, so we have five things that we recommend that you do now. And remember that these podcasts, if you follow the prescription that we're gently proposing, you will come out of this not just a survivor, but in a position to grow your business quite aggressively relative to your competition. So the first thing, selectively aggregate and get closer to your suppliers. What does selectively aggregate mean? This, this runs counter to perceived wisdom in most suppliers. Aggregate is when you give more business to a smaller number of suppliers. Now, depending on what kind of business you're in, this may or may not be possible. Why would you want to do it? Well, because right now, suppliers are seeing a huge drop in their level of activity and they are very keen to build it up. So by finding suppliers that you think can supply a broader range of products and by offering them those products now and in the future, you will be able to get their attention offer them an opportunity to reduce the level of risk to their businesses and get better terms, both in terms of price and payment from them. But before you do that, you need to get closer to them. So you need to go through a process, similar to the one that we talked about in the last podcast with your customers, where you do a Pareto analysis of your suppliers and say, what are, what are my 20%, top 20% of suppliers that give me 80% of what I need to run my business? and start methodically contacting them, understanding their situation. That will also allow you to figure out who you want to aggregate with because there'll be some suppliers who won't survive and you do not want to overinvest in a supplier that isn't gonna survive. You want to invest in a supplier that has the ability to continue to weather the storm and to grow in the future. And there are a number of criteria that you can use to define those suppliers. And um, by all means, contact us if you want to know what they are. Um, the second thing, um, 
uh, Mark, is to be honest about your own challenges. Everyone knows that we're under stress. And one way to create a moment of truth is to say, here's what we're looking at. You know, we're seeing this, we're seeing that. What are you seeing? Show what you're doing to survive. Remember in the very first podcast, we talked about the importance of planning to survive. And we recognize that that might sound rather obvious, but planning to survive means that you take a realistic look at how bad things are going to get. And you launch a series of very visible open actions to deal with that, both in terms of your suppliers, your customers, and your staff. Um, and we talked about customers, we're talking about suppliers today, and we'll talk about your organizational strategy in our next podcast. So show what you are doing to survive to your suppliers to give them the confidence that you're going to stay in business and you're serious about dealing with this crisis. Yeah? As part of that, next, plan with them for a shared future. Show them what thinking you've done around how this is going to work out, how you plan to grow in future, what things you're doing to ensure that you're positioned to grow. And in the process of this conversation where you're selecting certain suppliers that you clearly are getting on with better, that have the ability to support your future growth, then you can have your extended payment terms and price concessions discussion. Um, and it might well be that payment cash flow is more important to you at this point in the business cycle than is price. Um, and if your supplier is a large company with deep pockets, he might find that he can accommodate that in order to have the assurance of good levels of future activity with you. There'll be so few companies that can offer suppliers increased activity now that by doing that in a creative way, you differentiate yourself very significantly. Finally, cash flow may mean more than margin. So I'm just saying that in general, you should do the math, whether it's customers, or suppliers, cash is going to be a clear, clear definer of who survives and comes out of this prosperous. Remember, it's a lack of working capital that destroys most businesses overwhelmingly. And we're seeing that happening a lot. And over the next two to three months, it's going to get significantly worse as companies that do not have access to borrowing and have a very slender margin for error find that they simply can't meet their operating expenses. Ensure that you're not one of them build new relationships with suppliers, build your treasure trove of cash, strengthen your relationships. Yeah? But Simon, some of the things you're saying are going to uh, appeal to people who want to uh, totally squeeze their suppliers for uh, on price. So when you say renegotiate your relationship, what, what is a reasonable amount by which you can say to suppliers that henceforth you're going to pay them in 90 days instead of 30 and uh, charge or, or pay 50% less rather than the full price you used to pay? Well, I, well, hang on a minute. I, I, I'm not advocating that you gouge them on price. I'm kind of saying the opposite, which is it may be that cash is much more important to you than margin. If it isn't, then this discussion is a different discussion. And in, so, so, so cash, without cash, you cannot survive. It's like running out of, it's the petrol that your engine runs on. Yeah. Um, you but can we're talking about the relationship with the supplier right now, not with the customer. So what yes. should you say to your supplier to recast that relationship, if not to ask for longer payment terms and a lower price? Well, I've just explained how you could actually get to a point where you can have that discussion, but you don't begin with that discussion. If you've picked a large supplier that has deep pockets, who is desperately trying to maintain their level of activity because they have a large organization that needs to be kept busy, it's not going to be difficult to have a payment terms discussion because they're expecting you to have it. Yeah, I'd be much more cautious about the price discussion because it's not clear to me 
that that would be a priority at this point. Yeah. Um, so um, don't start by, for example, saying one thing you should not do is just start paying your suppliers late. This is a really bad issue. Uh, this is a really bad uh, uh, decision. What you should do is you should always pay your suppliers based on your agreed terms. And you should be upfront with them about your own challenges. Show what you're doing to survive. Let them come into the conversation about extended payment terms when you offer them more business, which is what you're going to do based on aggregation. Yeah? You might find that they do the thinking for you. So the size of the supplier obviously also matters. Yes, that's right. Um, because you want suppliers that can stay with you. You don't want suppliers that are going to go bust on the downside. You also want suppliers that have deep enough pockets and large enough organizations that they can afford to be flexible in terms of how they support you. You see, big companies, not only do they have more cash, they have access to borrowing that you may well not do, especially if you're an SME. And interest rates are at historical lows. So it could be that in order to keep their business going, they have other sources of working capital. You need the working capital in your business that will enable you to survive. Two important ways to get that are by changing your relationship with your suppliers, not just paying them late, changing your relationship with your suppliers so that there's a quid pro quo and changing your relationship with your customers. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, Simon, thank you for that. And once again, we welcome your comments, suggestions, questions, maybe even contributions if you've had uh, experience in this field. Uh, drop us a note in the comment section under this podcast. Uh, and Simon, in the next episode, we're going to continue uh, talking about the things that you need to do to survive and prosper, Simon. Yes, yeah, so I think the next session is going to be the toughest one. It's going to be one that many people are facing grimly at the moment, which is how do you reduce your operating costs to a level appropriate to get through this short-term crisis. Um, and there are ways that you can do that, which will enable you very quickly to reestablish good internal dynamics. And there are ways that you can prevaricate and make a mess of this that are going to discredit you in the eyes of the market and your employees. We're gonna explore those and suggest a number of things that you can do to survive and prosper. See you in the next podcast.